0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Thursday, March 25th, and like we did last Friday, today we step outside of Lent for the day, because today is the other solemnity that we generally celebrate within Lent, and that is the Feast of the Annunciation. It is March 25th, and we are nine months from the great celebration of Christmas, the incarnation of God. And so we must step outside of Lent for the moment and celebrate God's imminence and vulnerability and Mary's yes. It is so good. So let's read perhaps, if not the most famous passage in all of the New Testament, certainly one of them from Luke Chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. My friends, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So interesting, as I, as I read this, you may hear the bells in the background. The Angelus is, uh, is ringing here at Saints Peter and Paul. So it's noon straight up. And, uh, and the Angelus is that great prayer. Um, so we do it. It's generally done at six in the morning, at noon, and six at night. At Peter and Paul, we do it at seven in the morning because the neighbors were getting a little uppity when the bells rang at six. So we do it at seven noon and then six at night. And brothers and sisters, you know, I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but I think that is really oh gosh, that's what this feast, it's, it's all about. The Angelus, really, isn't it? How interesting that it's ringing right now. Um, so for those who are like, what's the Angelus? Um, Basically, what it is is this. Uh, The bell rings three times, and on the first set of ringing, we recall the angel Gabriel coming to to Mary and uh, proposing the plan of God. So the angelus just means the angel. It's the the interaction between the two. And so in this case, the first ringing, we recall Gabriel coming to Mary and saying, "'Hail, full of grace.'" Uh, and presenting God's plan. And then we do a Hail Mary. The second bell, ringing of the bells, we recall Mary's yes. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to your word. And then we say Hail Mary. And then the third ringing, uh, we recall those wonderful words from John. So the first two are straight out of Luke here. The third ringing of the Angelus bell, um, and I don't mean one's at 7, one's at noon, one's at 6 p.m. I mean they ring three times at each of those times. The third ringing uh, is those that wonderful line from John at the beginning of John's gospel. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So the first ringing, the plan, Gabriel comes and the plan is presented. The second ringing, Mary says yes. And the third ringing God institutes the plan. The Word becomes flesh and makes His dwelling among us. Brothers and sisters, isn't that the pattern? Isn't that what we celebrate today? Isn't that what we celebrate, not just what God did and instituted 2,000 years ago, although we must celebrate that. We must celebrate the fact that God, from the very beginning, desired um, to be one with creation. God didn't wait until uh, humanity blew it in the Garden of Eden and said, ah, now I need to create from myself the second person of the Trinity uh, so he can go down there and, and uh, redeem them. In the beginning was the Word. Before uh, anything was created and the earths were a vast wasteland all of the Trinity, they were already, had come to being. From the very moment of creation before it, God's plan was redemption and salvation. He entered into it knowing that we may choose poorly. In fact, I suspect he knew we would, but free will was always part of it. And And therefore Christ was created. Um, regardless of, of, of our actions, Christ was created to be the human face of God and live among us. And, and doesn't the reading today, doesn't it, it hinge on free will, that great, great, great gift that God gave to us as humanity, maybe the greatest gift, certainly on a very short list. But the free will he gave, and I've used this example before, but I love it. I used it last week with Joseph. I'll use it again today, Mary. It's almost like you can see Gabriel, you know, selling the plan here that do not be afraid, Mary, for you found favor. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David, and he will rule over the house of Jacob, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And she's like, well, I don't know how this can be. I, I, you know, I basically haven't had sexual relations with anybody. You know, I'm a virgin. This is, uh, how does this happen? The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called the Son of God, because behold, look what we've done to Elizabeth. She's pregnant, that who is called barren, for nothing is impossible with God. And it's almost like at that point Gabriel stopped and said, okay, my sales pitch is done. Now I wait. And now not only do I wait, but all of creation waits. All of heaven looks down and says, this is the moment of free will this is free will's free will's greatest moment what will happen and they wait and humanity in the person of mary praise god humanity rises to perhaps if it's not at zenith it's 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 one of its greatest moments where humanity rises and says in the person of mary behold i am the handmaid of the lord be it done unto me yes yes In the midst of her emptiness, she says, may you fill that emptiness. And she becomes the Ark of the Covenant of God. She bears, just like the Israelites took the covenant with them into battle wherever they were. She becomes the covenant because the Lord God finds its home, God's home within her. And she bears him for nine months. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. But here's my point that I started like five minutes ago before I like digressed. Isn't the Angelus, isn't that not only what happened 2,000 years ago, isn't that now? Isn't that the pattern? It is the pattern. It's why we pray the Angelus today every day. It's why we ring the bells at noon and at 6 p.m. and at 7 a.m. to annoy and wake up the neighborhood. It's why we do it. Why? because this takes place today. What is true for Mary, the pattern that was true for Mary is true for you and I. What is that pattern? God presents the plan to us, whatever that plan is for you today and me today. God presents the plan and then holds his breath. And we, in our free will, in our humanity, just as Mary did, get to rise to the occasion and say, yes, God, that which you are inviting me to today, I say yes. I say yes. God, in God's wonderful powerfulness, is only as powerful. His power ends at the end of our outstretched and extended arm with our palm facing outward until we bring that hand and that arm down and we instead say, yes, come in. That is where God does it. God's marvelous vulnerability. God is incredibly vulnerable here. Not only when he is a child, nine months from now, not only nine months in utero, not only on the other side of that, you know, allowing God's self to be raised by a human, by Mary and by Joseph, but the vulnerability of God that says, I'm not going to force you to carry me. Will you do it? Here's the plan. This is all I got. I've done my pitch. Nothing's impossible with God. What do you say? That's still the vulnerability of God today. Brothers and sisters, and we participate in that vulnerability. We, God needs us today to be co-creators with him today. He will not force himself on us any more than he did, Mary. But he waits, and heaven waits today in bated breath for your answer and mine. The plan has been sent to you today. Do you hear it? Do I hear it? Gabriel and, and God's messengers have given it to us, or will give it to us. And they wait, and they wait for our yes. Will we stretch out our arm, palm out, and say, not today. Or will we instead put palm in and bring it to us and say yes, yes? Because when we do, when we say yes, do you know what happens? The word is made flesh and dwells among us. And we behold the glory, the glory of an only son. God makes his dwelling within us and among us. And the world is fashioned more in the image and likeness of God. Brothers and sisters, the Angelus. It's so great. Pray the Angelus today. If ever you pray it, pray it today. Three times. The plan is given to us. Mary says yes. And the word becomes flesh. The plan is enacted. That's the pattern. We're invited into it. Mary's our example. She carries humanity so beautifully well, not only today, but always, but today especially. May we, as we follow in her footsteps, carry humanity well and invite the plan of God into action. God will do the rest. God brings us the plan. God will make the plan come to fruition, but God needs our yes in the middle. It's the hinge. What do you say? Heaven's given their pitch. It's up to you and I. Let's pray. And so, my friends, uh, let's uh, just bring our intentions before our God. Uh, let's bring our yes before God. As we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The fourth luminous mystery, no, what are we on? Yeah, fourth luminous mystery, the uh, transfiguration. My friends, bless you on this holy day, on this solemnity, on this feast day of Mary's yes, of God's initiating the plan and putting that plan into action. Bless you. Uh, May our yes uh, to God, to those others in our life, bless them as well. God's peace.